losing it. Better jump in. Okay. Hey, it's time for the Art and Science Punks, the podcast where we talk about art, science, and technology. As punks, we love to create, to explore, to fail, to learn, to li- and to listen to loud music. I'm one of your punks, Kate Stenzinger, and with me tonight and every night is my amazing punk partner. Hey, I'm Rob Stenzinger. And tonight we are going to punk ponder about... <laughs> you like that? Uh, yeah, I like it. A little... What's that called when the letter's the same? Uh, an alliteration? Yes, a little alliteration. Mm-hmm. Sorry, my mind went blank there. Thanks for covering me. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are going to ponder tonight. Oh. Uh, Being bored. Sure. So this podcast might be a little slow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he. well, I don't know if we could simulate being bored and, and sort of put that through audio. No, you probably could, actually. We could. Yeah, it's, oh, it's just been, me specifically. Not you in particular. <laughs> you, one as a human being could convey that experience. <laughs> All right. Welcome back, everybody. It is time for season two. And here we are jumping off into season two. We're pretty excited. Mm-hmm. And we're going to kick off tonight talking about being bored. Yeah, that, that sounds really good. And really what this came out of, at least for me, is I love your approach to boredom and Um, for yourself, for um, us as a family, and for just even um, what you've been teaching our kids around, you know, what does it mean to be bored? And what do you do with that? So I really thought it'd be kind of a fun topic to explore a little bit some of the approaches that you take to being bored. (laughs) Or not being bored is the case maybe with you. Uh, Okay, that's really cool. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to to uh, dig into that and explore and see what we ended up end up um, I don't know, finding interesting in there. Yeah. Well, so let's just start with the very basic premise. Okay. When the kids say they're bored, what do you say to them? It's a little bit like uh, when when a young person in past generations said, you know, I wish I had more money to someone who grew up in the, in the Great Depression or whatever. And they're like, you know, you just, you know, you figure it out and, you know, you, you make a sandwich out of your belt or you just... <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I've never heard you say that. But they, they, well, no, I, they they have their experience, and they're 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 all specialized at being scra- uh, like hyper scrappy and frugal and whatever. Oh, and sure, I think, sure. Like for me, and then you get to get regaled with that kind of story when you're a young person who happened to have made the wrong complaint at the wrong time. So place. this is similar to the I had to walk uphill both ways. It's, yeah. Okay. I think so. Well, I don't see it that way at all. I think you have a a, I, a fantastic. Maybe it's more useful than walking uphill both ways. I think you have just a really great approach. I don't even think it's like the make a sandwich out of your belt. (laughs) Make a sandwich out of your belt. Anybody who's ever been given that advice, I'd like to hear from you. I think it's, I think it's happened. So, okay. So being bored is it's, um, it it comes up and I remember uh, just feeling, uh, really impatient with, um, with when when I was a kid with with friends and or 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 acquaintances classmates what have you that would say like oh so boring this is whatever and I think um it I think that's impossible you do you really do <laughs> I mean I know I live with you and and it is impossible for you to be bored and so, I've tested this everybody I have taken him <laughs> I've put him in the woods with no access to devices. 
uh, recently we went mm-hmm. camping just recently and unbeknownst to us had no, we had power. We, we had set up this really slick thing where we had power. We were all excited. We brought some stuff cause we had, we were going to have power in the camper. Mm-hmm. We went a little glamping. I'll admit it. And we had no internet. We had, we had no cell phone service. We had nothing. <laughs> okay. So I think you so don't get where, bored ever. When some, when some folks say, you know, we had nothing. I, I think that's not really true. Right. So you, there isn't a situation where, you know, suddenly I was minded my own business and <laughs> then I was teleported to a vacuum and this vacuum had nothing in it. And it only had I, me, and then I'm, then you, as soon as you realize you have your own perception in that vacuum, you know, problem, the, you know, baloney problem is broken, right? Because now, now what? So your own ability to see, observe, and think about the world is a creative mechanism to, um, to work with and explore and to never be without. So there is, and I know that, um, so even in a I can be completely, yeah, I can sound like an, like a jerk and an, an ableist and all sorts of stuff. But like, if you're, if you're able to, um, think about your thinking and make some observations about that, all of a sudden you're, you're essentially, um, creating a new experience and you're in the act of some kind of making. And then if you're, let's say you're, you're not just you in your mind somewhere, then you have access to something like an object, like a rock or rocks. We scratch, we play with, you know, um, sticks in the dirt with rocks and build stuff. Yeah. There's probably more material around you than, uh, than, than something more than nothing. And then all of a sudden possibilities just amplify with every, every single thing you add. And then if you seriously have like a smartphone on you, even when it's not on the internet, you could be, um, composing little mini scenes and taking photos, or you could be, uh, recording yourself commenting on this. You could all of a sudden say, hi, I'm a rock. And I'm, you know, I'm Rocky the Rock. And there was a day when I was just a piece of magma. And and then all of a sudden things got a lot colder. And then, you know, here you are voicing a rock. And then. Wow. And telling like the history of the glaciers and. Sure. And rock formations. Yeah. And there's that like that. That's something you carry with you no matter, no matter where and what. So when did this start? Cause you have said, you know, you would get, you know, a little frustrated, even, even as a kid with friends that were like, oh, I'm so bored because you just don't seem to get bored. And I will say I'm not one that gets bored very easily, but, uh, I remember as a kid, you know, every now and again saying, you know, I'm bored and then being thrown out of the house. <laughs> okay. My family's favorite line was go play in the street. <laughs> Sure. I was the youngest of all brothers, so you know, it's just how it rolled. That sounds like very, very brotherly advice. So thinking back, like when did I feel bored? Well, or when did you start to feel like, you know what, being bored just isn't something that happens. Like I can always, I always have my imagination. I mean, that's some of the things I've heard you say to the kids. You always have your imagination. Yeah, uh, that totally. That that is the the walk, you, you know, walk walk uphill both ways in the snow type advice that I. I, I think may be useful, but I, I think it's like fantastic have, because 
they're the you know our kids are surrounded by lots of possibilities and sometimes they're in a situation where where they're just not they're just not seeing them they're not engaging they're not uh looking around with a curious eye and i point out that they can yeah like that's an option they have that ability and uh for me i i i honestly i, I remember being places like like relatives houses growing up Oh, I have a couple of those too, where like you couldn't touch anything or really do anything. There was totally those situations where, yep, you can't touch anything, can't do anything, or if you could touch or do anything, it's nothing you inherently care about. Some board game from the 30s. <laughs> had to do with making sandwiches out of your belt. Yeah, I mean, like belt sandwich, the the, the game. <laughs> like, honestly, few copies survived because most people ate them. <laughs> so that's the problem with that, but... It's yeah, you're you're left with like things that don't relate to you and and have nothing to do with your like n- normal day to day experience, and that's it. Turns out that ends up being an interesting thing to a situation to sure. be in, but it's easy to underappreciate that when you're just looking around, going like nothing is sending a signal to me that is worth my attention. This is just boredom land. And then uh, at, at some point, just sort of giving in. And um, like, I remember honestly just looking through my relative's closets, right? <laughs> Do tell. <laughs> this is getting good. Well, I nothing that exciting, like a closet by the front door, right? Sure. And being like, I don't know what's in here. <laughs> and then... Um, but so you've always been a storyteller then. So you could probably make up stories about like you just did with the rock. Yeah. I mean, for sure. I mean, there was probably a day before I was that storyteller, but then, um, what day did you become a storyteller? What day did I become? Yeah. What day was that? Ah, that's, I, that's, that's a deep reflection. (laughs) I I only have to come back to you on that. Um, Hmm. I think, well, yeah. Anyway, I, I think it had to do with with enjoying the attention of, of adults and and, and oh being sure, able to, yeah, entertaining, yeah, entertaining. So got it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but looking into this this front closet and going like, wow, the shoe's smelly, and wow, there's you know this this thing. But then I've um <laughs> smelly shoe. Yeah, coming upon like here I am doing something instead of doing nothing, and then I um but I didn't really have the the insight that like oh this is a useful um, approach. I'm solving a problem. I'm no longer bored. It just somehow started to make sense to me to actually go about exploring and seeing what possibilities exist. And then sometimes the environment doesn't provide that much. And so you can always, you know, slather on a bunch of imagination and be like, okay, that, 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 that'll work. I've got something here. I, I feel like my time is... I don't know, like, not like I was looking at my watch as a six-year-old, but like, um, this is a, this is not whatever that frustrating thing is of, of boredom. So how did you then, you know, I mean, I think that's just a great approach to life. And I think it's just been really interesting how you've brought that then, um, not only into your adult life when I, put you in situations, but also, um, as, as a parent, you know, to really help the kids understand, um, 
the opportunities that they have to use. Uh, and I think we talk about it a lot of times with use your imagination. Mm-hmm. Um, and as long as you've got your imagination, you should never be bored or you can never be bored. I'm not exactly certain the language that we use, but it varies. Uh, sometimes I'll say questions like you could have a question and see what happens. Like you're, you're thinking that there's nothing to do. Is that really the case? What are things that you have done here before? And now go through that as a, as an exercise. Think about like, what have you done and, or what could you do? What, what, what new thing is, is within reach that it's, it's just a matter of you wondering. Always stay curious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and I know that's another kind of big, um, a big tenant of, um, just even, um, you know, a lot of the business culture right now, that's one of the things that they, they promote is, you know, staying curious. Yeah, totally. Well, and uh, stay curious because we hear it helps your holder value. Right? <laughs> and sometimes, oh, and I've genuinely been convinced firsthand evidence and I'm a, I'm a believer and I'm sprouting this, but it depends, right? I mean, you hear, you hear good messages from audiences that don't, don't always believe them. So I'm going to ask hashtag you a punk. hashtag punk, right? Okay. So let me ask you another question. Cause I yeah. see our, our, um, I'm looking over at the time now cause we're trying to, I'm, I have a question too. Oh, I mean, I'm curious. You can ask first counter like, well, okay. So, um, being, you know, being never bored, that sounds really convenient, but you know, sometimes you're really, really, really in a situation where things are boring. Like, isn't that, you know, are you talking about being at your in-laws? <laughs> That'd be fun to learn. They hear this podcast. No, like, because honestly, have you ever seen me be bored there? No, I haven't. No, no. And I just was making a joke. I'm funny. Totally. Yeah. Let's see. I'm trying to, to bring this around where, um, it's not that hearing this message is meant to make someone who feels bored um, feel bad because honestly, that's, it's not that, um, no, I think, I don't think, I don't think we're doing that. I think it's really an opportunity to take, to take and look at it, I think objectively, or to look at it more, um, from an interesting perspective. Um, for example, I see, you know, I'm out on Pinterest, right? And there are hundreds and hundreds of Pinterest posts about boredom busters for kids, boredom busters for teens, and all these different activities you can do as a, as a parent or a guardian or a, you know, um, somebody that works with kids to help kids kind of not feel bored. And I think those are great ideas, right? But it's, that break that down right there, because all of a sudden you ha- you, you've got this, um, some empowerment going on, Right. You have the ability to do something different in your environment. Your environment isn't only a thing thrust upon you, you affect it. And to believe that is a certain perspective that not everyone has. Right. And so you you hopefully can help people get there where they believe they can have some effect or at, the, or at least that that's some option. Like in the whole freaking forest of boredom that they could possibly have an effect even though that may not be obvious what to possibly do to bring that about and so 
um, that's just a, a huge foothold. And I honestly don't know where that came from for me. But like, I, I think sometimes that that's a, that's an experience to, to that having that unlocks the ability. Right. Maybe. So that's one kind of where I was going to go with it is, is these are, um, I think good teaching tools, right? So, um, and a lot of it is stuff where you have a, a jar with ideas in it. And, and then when yeah. somebody says they're bored, they go and they pull something out of the jar. It's an idea. I think one of the things that I know, um, both you and I have done with our kids, um, if they've really kind of got a case of the on board, which doesn't happen that often, but does happen from time to time. Um, we've, done more uh, we've tried to do more of the empowering and sometimes you know you just do i mean we have a three-year-old for pete's sake she needs more guidance right more direction you can't just say well use your imagination you know and and leave it at that it's it's more directive but with our older child with the the seven and a half year old you know we'll say well why don't you name three things that you could do right now or name three creative you know, ideas of something that you could do. And then we have to kind of tailor it to, does she need to play on her own? Um, mm. You know, so name three things you could do on your own right now that would be interesting to you. Um, and so she'll name, you know, watch TV, play DS, be on my iPad, you know, and then <laughs> I have to say, no, 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 that's not what we mean. <laughs> um, but she'll, and she can do it. She can come up with creative ideas. Right on. Well, okay. But what you're doing right there is that you're the jar as the parent, as the, as the, the facilitator, the guardian, whatever. It, it's like, you're the idea jar. You're providing creative constraints to say that here you go. Instead of this giant fog of ambiguity. Yeah. But I, I'm trying to still empower here, here her by, things. by letting her come up with them. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's not, that's not taking away yeah. control. That's, that's a huge creative discipline practice to say that instead of staring at the blank page, I've now prompted myself. I've now, I've asked the question. I've said, I've set a limitation, which then lets me build. Right. So that, and learn. Yeah, absolutely. And then that act, that the, the experience of partaking in the building and the learning is, um, hopefully transmitting the habit. Now I have to, I do have to share that at one time, um, when we did this, um, it did result in, um, our oldest filling a water balloon with glue and water or filling just a regular balloon with glue and water. Sure. And then I think dumping it onto paper with maybe some ink to make a design. Yeah. Yeah. So we're all about exploring the world. Not every, not everything's a Picasso. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, yeah, that, that, that really happened. Yeah. So, you know, some days it works really well and other days, Hey, we're real people with, you know, real problems. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anything else you wanted to ask about being bored before we move on to our picks? Um, it's okay. So what, what is it? Let's see. What, what have you? Okay. So you, you, you shared a lot of kind words about my approach to being bored or not. Right now. What, um, what was that like with, for you before and after being, you know, before Robbie and after Robbie, I guess, (laughs) dang it. (laughs) Oh, I love this. Uh, 
Um, well, like I said, you know, I, again, I, I grew up in a, you know, I grew up in a small town and you know, we just weren't bored. There was a lot of trouble to get into. Um, I can remember, you know, as a young kid, you know, we would just go, we had the full run of the neighborhood and, you know, fields and empty lots and all that kind of stuff, um, where I feel like that's just not so much of an option we know where we are and where we're at, you know, we just don't, the kids can't just go for a day outside and come back at the end of it. Nope. Nope. Um, so, um, you know, we got into a lot of weird situations with that. I mean, just, you know, you'd come home filthy dirty cause you had fell in the Creek or whatever. Um, but I can remember, you know, in the winter it was a little more tricky, um, cause you'd be kind of stuck inside and, um, I don't, I don't remember being super bored. Interesting. I think I always had um, crafts or hobbies or that kind of thing that I could turn to. I think, I mean, having a, a favorite list of options is, yeah. I mean, I think that that's the, that's the common answer is let mo- I, th- I would imagine through everyone's, you know, typical experience as long as they're in a situation where they can accumulate some, some list of options that they'll probably not run out. Right. Right. It's like, well, yeah. all right, well, I guess I can play solitaire or I could, you know, like if you're getting near the end of the yeah. end of the list or for some people, maybe solitaire is near the top of the, of the list. Are you making fun of me right now? It's just an example. <laughs> Pulled out of nowhere. <laughs> Pulled out of nowhere. Some people like to relax to a nice game of spider solitaire. That's true. Or free cell. <laughs> That's true. You're going to be okay. I'll be fine. Oh my God. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so yeah, maybe. And you know what? I grew up playing solitaire or cards, like mm. with actual cards, not on the computer. So did I. We yeah. played a lot of cards in my family and we played board games. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. Yeah. Interesting collision there. Yeah. Well, So, yeah, but I think, um, and then, you know, as I got older, again, like I always had creative interests that I, that would kind of keep my mind active. And, uh, as I got older, I also got interested in reading. An interesting Mm -hmm. thing is, is I was not a big reader as a child. Hmm. Um, I read some things, but I was not a big, you know, I wasn't a kid that was going to go pick up a book and sit in my room for hours. But once I got, um, kind of maybe the last couple of years of high school and into college, that's when I really, I developed a love of, um, I think reading novels to not have to read textbooks. <laughs> I don't know if that worked out well for me or not, but you know, so there was also that too. Cause I think you can, you know, escape into a good book. Yep. Reading is, um, a pretty deep well of lots of options. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. What do you think? Uh, we think about our topic and readiness for boring. <laughs> it's kind of lame. <laughs> Who knows? We'll see. It's in the eye of the beholder or the ear right. of the podcast listener. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Maybe boredom wasn't the best topic for kicking off the season. We'll find out. We'll find out. All right. Well, let's move on to picks. Because we are going to continue picks here in season two, like we had done previously, where we will have an art pick and a science pick each week. Um, and I believe, Robbie, you have the science pick this week. I do. 
and I have two links to share to um, basically re-celebrate the, uh, the 2017 total solar eclipse. That was such a fun day. It was really fun. I mean, we didn't drive anywhere and go to, what do they call it? Total, the totality. Path, the path of totality. Totality. Yeah, we missed We didn't go to totality, but where we live was about 83, 85%. Uh, I think so. Yeah, it was Yeah, pretty high percent. And uh, so there are resources to go check out to relive and appreciate that, that amazing uh, phenomenon of how the moon can block our sight of the sun. And then you, you get that awesome, uh, the Corona and whatnot. It's um, so I, I've got one, one link that's a video and one link that is a composite image of, uh, of the eclipse where it's just uh, it's a still of this, of seeing the, the, pro, the um, uh, progression of the, of the moon slowly covering the, uh, the sun. Do you know when the previous eclipse was? I think it, it was, was like in 79. Was it? Oh, it was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I think there was a partial in well, the 90s. No, okay, there's a, I forget. So I, I you know, a couple, let's see, a week or two ago or whatever, um, like I read a lot about this stuff, but sure. it's not like I, I, uh, you didn't create a PowerPoint I, I ready, presentation. You just spot it all off. But like, okay, there was, there's some sort of, um, fairly frequent recurrence of, of some of solar eclipses between the Northern and Southern hemisphere. Sure. I'm not an expert on this, yep. but like, um, it, the, the path of totality, it, it ranges, right? So. Well, yeah, I think I read something where like eclipses happen. Um, I won't say regularly, is it every but, two years ish, but, um, there's usually like over the middle of an ocean somewhere. Which totally makes sense. And because these orbits will collide from somewhere, but your point of view, it matters a lot, right? So I imagine um, our few listeners in Australia would be like, yeah, whatever. We didn't really have the same experience. But, you know. But check out the photos of ours. It was fun. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and... um, this yeah it, it's 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 a it's a really it's a neat event in how much it sort of um it causes a greater awareness of the bigness of everything the bigness yeah. of the the universe and how humans we observers on this on this one particular planet are part of something so much larger and it doesn't necessarily always create a lot of great poetry or whatever, but like it's, it's neat to see every people becoming aware of that and reacting. And and, uh, I think it, yeah, I think it's a really cool phenomenon and it was a really, um, like I said, it was a really fun day and I, I know everybody kind of had a a different experience. It was um, partly cloudy here where we're at. Um, (laughs) and so the clouds kind of kept coming in and out, but, um, but depending on where you are, um, yeah. in the, yeah, in our metropolitan area. I got a couple area. of really great looks at it, and it was super cool to see firsthand. Not that, like, I didn't look at the sun, everybody. Um, we actually, in the office where I work, um, we had a couple pair of the approved glasses. Nice. And so we kept kind of handing those around and handing those around, and it was a ton of fun. 
um, even just from inside the building, looking out the window and up towards the sun. And um, hmm. for me, I work I work uh, in our downtown area, and it was super cloudy. Yeah, you guys <laughs> so didn't. There get was to a see lot of people. Anything, yeah. Standing around in a um, in in a sort of common space, looking and being like, "Well, I guess that's all there is." Shrugging that's all and there is. yeah, no, we back to it. Yeah, we had a lot of fun with it. But so yeah, it was it was really cool to see firsthand. Exactly. Well, okay. And it, kind of exactly for what you're saying, because it did make you feel like, you know, the moon has just passed in front of our sun. Mm-hmm. You know, like what? You know what I mean? Like, how is it, you know, doing this? And then I also found it really fascinating, too, just kind of in the office, people kind of asking. I'm not kidding. I had people say, well, what's going to happen next? And I would say, well, the moon will continue as it does every day. You know, like it was like people were like, well, what does this mean? You know, and it was really interesting to kind of not everybody has the love of science or maybe the basic understanding of science mm-hmm. um, that I think that they do. And so anyway, that was interesting, too. So then we had some very interesting conversations about, you know, the path of the moon. <laughs> yeah, well, exa- and, that's, and that's a little bit of what I was pointing to with... Uh, uh, noticing how other people are noticing things that they may not normally care about. Yeah. And, and that's, yeah. I, I think or tune into. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a pretty cool, pretty cool thing that, uh, I optimistically see as evidence of, um, I, I don't know, a really positive human trait. I do too. So. Oh, that's a good one. I like that science pick. Okay. I enjoyed the eclipse a lot. Cool. Me too. So you have an art pick. I do have an art pick, and I'm a little I'm a little anxious about my art pick. Um, it's a fun art pick. It's a little sciency too. Um, I'm just not sure I'm going to say it right. So that's always fun for me. Mm. Um, my art pick is chromatography. Okay, chromatography. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what that is? <sighs> chromatography is it the uh, the science of uh, color? close it's separating mixtures oh it's the science of separating mixtures or it's actually the process of separating mixtures so my pick is a kind of a fun activity to do with kids where you take a a white coffee filter Hmm. and you take markers and like particularly like a black marker Hmm. and you make a cert you color like a big circle of black marker on the middle of the coffee filter and then you fold it into a little cone. Now, the bottom of the cone doesn't have any ink in it. And you put just the tip of the cone in water. And as the water seeps up the entire coffee filter, the different colors used in that particular marker will separate out. And so then, you know, once cool. that kind of fully moves up, then you can, you know, lay out your coffee filters and see all of the different colors that were involved, right? It separated the mixture of the black ink or the green ink or the red ink into the different colors. And then you can kind of look at that and study that and you can do different um, analysis or different studies with it, right? You could take several different types of black marker and see, um, you know, several different different brands and see how they separate out um, (laughs) and that kind of thing. That is, yeah, that's pretty cool. I wonder which brands, I don't know, like what, what does it mean if, if one brand uses more blue versus red or something? 
I'm sure it has to do with aliens, but I don't know exactly. <laughs> I imagine it has to do with procurement management. <laughs> That's probably a better, better, uh, closer to reality choice. Which honestly could be a career path that's alien related. So our, our hypotheses could intersect. <laughs> could intersect. And now we've lost everyone. No one All those procurement managers who listen listening to our show, to they're like, you know what? You, that's the final straw. Click. <laughs> they're out of here. The lead. So I hope to do this little experiment. Um, gosh, I'm trying to say it again. Chromatography. Yeah. Okay. That's it. I have to keep looking at the pronunciation. I'm so bad. Chromatography. I hope to do that one um, and then post some photos on the blog. Wow. Okay, cool. That'll be a fun one. Yeah, I think it'll be good. Very approachable. Fantastic. Well, and that wraps us up today. Thank you for listening and for being part of the Art and Science Punks community. Robbie, can you tell the fine people where they can find us online? Yeah. Art and Science Punks has a blog at artandsciencepunks.com. And on Twitter, we are Art Science Punks. And you can find our podcast feed at artsciencepunks.fireside.fm or on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Podcasts, where we would appreciate your kind words and ratings. Thanks. And you can always tweet me at Kate Stenzinger on Twitter. And if Twitter's a bummer for you, you know, I understand because I'm, I'm there as Rob Stenzinger on Twitter, but I'm also on Instagram as Rob Stenzinger. Fantastic. Don't be bored. No. It's, it's just really intense. Well, and right now is such a freaking, freaking, freaking time. Yeah, three frickins. Three frickins times. <laughs>